0: The major infrastructure bill is set to pass. WeWork shows losses in its first earnings report as a public company and Marathon Digital announces an offering. This is the running with the money briefing. Let's get into it. And we are back. Welcome to the Running With The Money podcast and briefing. I'm your host, Luke Donay. And guys, I apologize. I've been out for a week. And let me just give you a quick rundown on why. First off, unfortunately, I had COVID and I likely still have it. I'm working through it. I'm better um, at the beginning of this week, thankfully, so I can at least get this podcast done, this briefing done and deliver for you guys. Um, But... Thank you for all the well wishes. I loved them. Thank you for being patient with me. And we are back here with a briefing. Now, what are the markets doing? We currently have the Dow Jones down 24, the NASDAQ down five, and the S&P 500 down one with the rest 2K, also down 9.75 points in the VIX moving up 2.75% on this beautiful Monday, depending on where you are in the world. Now, taking a look at the overall markets, which sectors are leading the way today, we see utilities, energy, consumer defensive, real estate, consumer, cyclical, and communication services leading the way to the upside. Meanwhile, the financials, industrials, technology, healthcare, and basic materials leading the way to the downside. Um, so a very different dynamic. Dynamic than what we've seen in the past few weeks, where technology has really been leading the way. You see some major names taking some major hits today in the tech space. You see CrowdStrike moving significantly to the downside. We're going to talk about that. And our first headline of the day is, of course. This major infrastructure bill that President Biden is set to sign here very soon, as we all know, this deal is over a trillion dollars and all the inflation fears continue to flame. We have seen over the past week, we saw that data come out of the inflation reports, insane inflation, inflation highs, and printing here, or creating more money um, to pass this infrastructure bill, this trillion-dollar-plus infrastructure bill. Well, that is fueling the fires of inflation, unfortunately, and investors are not liking it. On the announcement that this bill would likely be passed, you saw Bitcoin actually move to the upside, and a lot of other inflation hedges move to the upside. Now, what's all in this infrastructure bill and are some stocks going to benefit from this or have they already made their run? Well, the plan is going to put $550 billion in new money into transportation, broadband, and utilities. It is also going to put $110 billion into roads and bridges and other major large projects across the country when it comes to infrastructure. And you are also going to see $66 billion going to freight and passenger rail. Now, according to CNBC, this could include upgrades to Amtrak. And then you also see this bill directing $39 billion into To public transit systems, $65 billion into expanding broadband, and $55 billion into improving water systems, you know, improving those cities and replacing those lead pipes and their water systems. So this is a major bill. All a lot of this funding, according to multiple sources, will go out over a five-year period. And according to sources, a lot of these projects are going to take months or possibly even years to get started. So the effects are not going to be right away, but that's no surprise because nothing with our government, unfortunately, is instantaneous. Now, stocks that could benefit or have already benefited, stocks that are connected to this infrastructure bill were, well, a few examples include Nucor, Caterpillar, Deer, and ChargePoint. There is also quite a bit of EV benefits, um, according to the latest headlines within this infrastructure bill or tied to this infrastructure bill. So, you're seeing some EV stocks perform better as well, and the EV space has been on fire. So, it'll be interesting to see what the signing of this bill does for the EV area and the whole entire charging infrastructure for EVs in the future. Now, shifting into WeWork, in this headline of WeWork, they reported their first quarterly earnings as a public company. Not their first earnings, but earnings as a public company. This was their first quarter they delivered. They delivered revenue of $661 million. That's up 11% from the previous quarter or a quarter ago. And unfortunately, they continued to run a loss. They delivered a loss of $4.54 per share. And that was actually better than the $5.51 per share loss um, just a year ago. So year over year, you also saw their earnings per share improve. And then adjusted EBITDA loss coming out of the quarter was $356 million. And that was a $93 million improvement when compared to the prior quarter um, and adjusted EBITDA loss of $449 million. So the numbers aren't all bad here. You saw revenue expand, adjusted EBITDA expand, but their net loss coming in at $844 million for the quarter. So it was pretty mixed. The largest headline coming out of WeWork in these earnings was that they reported a loss. Now, you take a look at how the stock is trading on these results, and, you know, at the end of the day, these numbers weren't terrible, and therefore you see the stock moving to the upside actually today after taking a major fall off 13 just a few weeks ago. So if you take a look, a few weeks ago, this stock was trading at $13.15. It's now trading at $9.50 Today, up $3, up up 3.5%. So not too bad, um, but at the end of the day, not amazing here for WeWork on both an earnings basis and a performance basis over the course of the past few weeks. Now, taking a look at the biggest analyst calls of the day, we have to cover this major call on CrowdStrike, one of the cybersecurity favorites and darlings in the technology space Down 11% today on a call by Morgan Stanley, initiating coverage of CrowdStrike as underweight. Now, what did Morgan Stanley have to say? Well, they went on to say, quote, after multiple years of rapid growth as a next-gen security leader we see growing signs of increased competitive and pricing pressure, likely making share gains more difficult for CRWD into 2022. The potential for decelerating revenue growth creates an unfavorable risk reward at 26 times 2023 sales. So a very interesting mark or I would say call here by Morgan Stanley initiating CrowdStrike as underweight, citing competition, pricing pressure and decelerating revenue growth going forward for the years ahead. And of course, you see CrowdStrike trading down on this news by 31 points or 11.04% as we speak now. Argus downgraded Wayfair to hold from buy another one of those tech names absolutely getting slammed you take a look at the way Wayfair is performing here on this call and you see that it is down 1.81 percent 4.66 points now not necessarily slammed on the call but if you take a look and by slammed I mean look at the three-month performance the stock is down 15 percent in the past three months so not the best we see Argus This call, what did Argus have to say? Quote, we believe that the Wayfair share price depends in part on continued revenue growth. However, revenue has fallen for two straight quarters. So Argus basically saying here, look, we believe Wayfair's stock price is dependent on their revenue growth and their revenue isn't growing. So therefore, we don't see the stock growing. A fair point made by Argus. And then we have J.P. Morgan reiterating Netflix as overweight. Now, what did J.P. Morgan have to say about Netflix? They go on to say, quote, Netflix is up 26% year to date versus the S&P 500 is 25%. And we remain positive on shares based on continued strength of the 4Q content slate, greater distance, from pandemic pull forward, improving seasonality, and potential for greater traction in APAC where Netflix has low penetration. So JP Morgan liking Netflix, reiterating it as overweight, basically citing, you know, their strengthening of their 4Q content slate, their better content in the fourth quarter, a greater distance from the pandemic pull forward and improving seasonality, etc. And then we have JP Morgan reiterating Apple as overweight as well. So two overweight ratings out of JP Morgan today. Now, what did JP Morgan have to say about Apple, they went on to say, quote, despite the moderation in lead times as supply improves, it remains stable in the U.S., indicating solid demand trends, and it remains the most elevated on a geographic basis in China, indicating much higher than anticipated demand, which bodes well for interest demand for the iPhone. So JP Morgan saying, going on to say iPhone 13 series in aggregate Globally, relative to investor expectations for softer volume cycle and the iPhone 12 series. So, in essence, JP Morgan liking the demand outlook here or the supply demand outlook here for the iPhone, liking the data they are seeing, liking the demand trends, and therefore they're liking Apple and continuing to like Apple. We have Piper Sandler reiterating Chipotle has outperformed. Now, this stock has been a runner. You take a look at the stock today of Chipotle. Currently sitting at 1837 bucks per share. Down 25 points today. That's 1.37% to the downside of the day. What did Piper Sandler have to say on this reiteration of Chipotle as Will Well, they go on to say, quote, we reiterate our overweight rating and $2,600 price target on Chipotle shares. Separately, the near term we find are plus 15% for Q2021. Same source of sales estimate achievable based on 750 basis points of price. And the smoked brisket LTO, limited time offering, loyalty engagement, TV marketing, and return of walk-in dining as drivers. So in essence here, we have Piper Sandler liking what Chipotle is doing with the company, liking the brisket limited time offering, the loyalty engagement, TV marketing, and these walk-in diners or dining as drivers. HyperSailor Sandler liking all of these things out of Chipotle and the management team and therefore liking the stock to $2,600. Once again, CMG currently sitting at $1,837 per share. Moving on, we had another call out of Evercore ISI initiating coverage of ChargePoint holdings as outperformed. They go on to say, quote, we believe ChargePoint is viewed as an index for charging and investors look to it first for exposure to the sector, given its scale global reach and being the arms dealer, quote, for the industry. So Evercore ISI liking ChargePoint in this electric vehicle charging infrastructure. And then we have Mizuo reiterating Tesla is buy. Another EV call saying, quote, despite rising competition, Tesla, by price target $950, remains the global BEV battery electric vehicle leader with 19% market share in the SEPQ, 21% year to date, as we believe it has navigated chip shortages better than Pierce. So Mazuo. liking Tesla as the EV leader into also liking Tesla because they navigated this chip shortage better than other automakers. Simple as that. And then our final analyst call, we have Loop downgrading Shopify to hold from buy. Now a downgrade on Shopify, this is quite surprising. What is Shopify doing today? You take a look and the stock is down 7.61 points or 0.46%, but it did reach a 52 week high today. So not terrible performance whatsoever. Now Loop goes on to say, quote, our downgrade is based on Shopify's valuation as opposed to a more bearish view of the company's fundamentals. Shopify remains one of the most compelling long-term fundamental stories in our coverage universe in our opinion. And we continue to believe the company is increasingly cementing its position as the dominant online retail operating system. So Loop loving Shopify fundamentally, but not liking where the stock is priced in the current valuation of the company. And then our final headline of the day is Marathon Digital Holdings. Now, they're one of those crypto names. They actually hold quite a bit of cryptos, Bitcoin, and they also mine for Bitcoin. Now, they announced plans to offer $500 million of convertible senior notes, and that's a pretty darn big offering. Now, you take a look at this company and how the stock is reacting, in Mira. M A R A that's the ticker is down 18 points or 24%. So what is this offering going to be used for? Well, the funds according to management are going to be used to acquire more Bitcoin and Bitcoin mining machines. So basically to expand the company, because that's what Marathon digital holdings does. Now, Currently, the company is one of the largest publicly traded Bitcoin miners in the United States, and they have 133,120 miners. Holy smokes. And then you take a look at their most recent earnings, and total revenue grew by 76%. They just reported Q3 earnings not too long ago. Total revenue up 76% year over year from $29.3 million in the second quarter to $51.7 million in their most recent quarter, Q3. Now, The fund also owns or purchased 4,812.66 Bitcoin for about $150 million in January. And the value has risen $58.8 million within the first nine months of holding that Bitcoin. So, according to their earnings report. So, some big time moves coming out of Marathon Digital here announcing an offering of $500 million in convertible senior notes and they're basically saying those funds are going to be used to acquire not only more Bitcoin but more Bitcoin mining machines. So in essence, Marathon here is just expanding their business, baby. Now, shifting into the week ahead, what earnings are we going to have? And well, Tuesday we have Walmart, Home Depot, scene Limited, Jumaya, Dolby. Wednesday we have Target, Lowe's, NVIDIA, and Cisco. Thursday we have Alibaba, Applied Materials, JD.com, Macy's, and on Friday we have retail Names Foot Locker and Buckle. Now, the biggest names out of all those obviously, NVIDIA is a massive one. C Limited tomorrow is huge. Walmart and Home Depot, also mega companies in the market. I'm interested and a lot of investors are interested in Alibaba and JD.com. Both of those stocks in recent weeks have been bouncing. They're China stocks. People have hated China stocks lately. It'll be interesting to see their numbers. And of course, one of these semiconductor kings, Applied Materials, is also reporting. You have Cisco reporting and Dolby reporting and Jumaya reporting, a smaller name to possibly take a look at. So a lot of big time names still reporting this week to pay attention to. Either way, thank you for listening to another episode of the Running With The Money briefing. We'll be back tomorrow, per usual, with the briefing. The briefing is back. The Running With The Money podcast is back. I am back in almost full health, so we're going to keep this show going. That's what we do here at Running With The Money. Either way, easily Profit, trade on. Remember to do the research and go follow me and my team at A on Twitter or at Running With The Money on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram. Also, go give my boys at Pounding the Table a listen, please. They turn out some of the best content in the financial space, if not the best when it comes to that podcast. I mean, some of the craziest stuff on that show, some of the most intriguing stuff on that show. I absolutely love giving it a listen. You can give them a listen on Spotify or anywhere you listen to podcasts. That includes Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening. Eat, sleep, profit, trade on, and I will see you tomorrow.